Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, welcome to another episode of A Spirited Debate. Debate. What the fuck was that? What are you, freaking Australian all of a sudden? Debate. (laughs) Debate. Come on over to the Bobby. What the fuck? Uh, Yes. As you can see, it's a uh, same wonderful group of people, different topic. So, welcome, gentlemen. How's everybody doing today? Yeet! For this, Yeet! For a new <laughs> it was device. a whole other level there. That's right. That's right. Eventually, you're going to come out with something new when you when you you know do your little intro there instead of. Uh, you know, like I was thinking about that. Uh, I'm like, what, what else? What else do we, can we bring to the table there? I, I don't know. Yet. I don't know. Oh, I'd be like better. I'd be twins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, we do what we do because at some point uh, months ago, Haas said consistency, that's what people want. They want consistency. They want the same thing. And I think that's what Grinch brings to the table. Every time we, we introduce, he's like, ah. and, and people just get used to that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They, if they don't hear it, they're like, something's wrong. I, I don't know it's why off. we don't just discuss the What's same topic week in and week out. Uh, well, we, we can do that and <laughs> see how long we can make that last. Uh, hey, the news of, did it for four years. So, so why can't we? Yeah. <laughs> Valid point. Absolutely. You just hit the nail right on the head. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, been an interesting week. Uh, I've got a lot to say, a lot to talk about. Hopefully you do as well. But before we do that, let's jump into our drinks. I'm going first because why not? Because fuck you guys. That's right. No, That's I generally right. always ask you guys to go first, so I figure I'll do it this time. Based on our trip a while ago, uh, we tried the Car- was it Carolina Mary, right? At Goat Whiskey. The, yes. What they're trying yeah, to put together. Carolina Mary. was the Carolina Mary. And then I know, Mac, you had a Bloody Mary on the show at some point. Yes. I do remember that. that now, correct. did you use, what did you use as your liquor for that? I think I was it, used was it vodka? The vodka, the Highland yeah. vodka, if I recall okay. correctly. Yes. Well, so the traditional vodka drink, right? Yes. Yeah. Not with the not with the whiskey. Not with whiskey. Well, I just or bourbon, right? Well, no. yeah, whiskey and and that. Whiskey. Case. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I decided I was going to try to emulate what he had done, and I don't have any Reaper whiskey, unfortunately. But I decided I was going to try something a little spicier. I was going to try a Bloody Mary, do it with his goat whiskey bourbon, so I got the smoky flavor. And, and put it in a Bloody Mary and see if I could kind of recreate what he was trying to do and have it on the show. So that's what I went with was a bourbon Bloody Mary. I get red light, red drink. It's tough as hell to see. It looks like dirty brown water. I used the goat whiskey of a spicy, since I didn't have the Reaper, I went with a spicy Bloody Mary mix. I did not make my own Bloody Mary Mac. You'll be happy to know. I could have. Uh, Worcestershire sauce, horseradish. I like horseradish, so I put a little extra. Black pepper a little paprika, cayenne pepper, and then a dash of lemon juice, shook it all up in a glass, poured it over ice, stuck a celery stick in it, and that's what I'm having is a bourbon Bloody Mary, but it's, it's exceedingly spicy because I, I wanted that aspect. And since I didn't have the Reaper, I figured, what the fuck? I was about to say, I didn't make my own tomato juice, but here are the 17 other things. The other I ingredients they went into. Right. <laughs> I did. I was researching like how to make Bloody Mary mix, and I'm like, mm-hmm, I hiked into the woods of, of, you know, Nepal right, right. to find this. Well, I grew the celery. Pepper. I grew the celery and cut it. I mean, doesn't that count? Did you grind your own horseradish? Yeah, it actually calls for fresh horseradish. Yeah. No, of course, fucking not. No, I just I I have horseradish, and so yeah. But it it was. I was like, oh, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary mix, some well vodka or whatever, and I was just like, fuck. There's a lot of shit that goes into this. And like, I used 
smoked paprika like it's a hungarian smoked paprika yeah. instead of just paprika and now you see why people just buy the fucking bottle of pre-made mix right i get it i mean it's good pour, man but it, pour this pour that drink right but it is it is spicy which i like but right. uh, I, maybe i went a little heavy on the cayenne pepper and the horseradish but i i think i'm at least close to what they were trying to do and it works for this show so i'm having a burn it fucking can't talk to me. bourbon bloody mary spicy. Oh, i thought you were gonna spicy. say the uh, burn your ass it may. <laughs> it may. There's no reefer whiskey in there. There's no reefer. Attentions, but, attentions will be paid to his anus later. <laughs> but it, it, it may come out singeing. Who knows? Uh, all right. So let's move around the table. Why does everything involve something going in or coming out of my ass? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it works. Uh, Haas, what are you drinking today, brother? I went with uh, the Godfather. Uh, some Johnny Walker Black Label Scotch Whiskey. And some uh, amaretto, and that's it. Damn. Equal parts, nice. equal parts. Yeah, and it's it's tasty. Yep. Mm. I'm trying even to think it, of even if it's not tasty, it just sounds badass. Well, now I, it's. I mean, I've got like so like he, Grinch said, 17 ingredients in my drink. I don't I don't know that you've had a drink on here where you've used like an extensive amount. Like you tend to kind of pare it down to more yeah. simplified drinks. Is yeah. that just a normal thing for you? We had a few that were like five equal parts or something like yeah, that. I've had a few. I've had a few. Yeah, I just, okay. yeah, you know what happens is you, you, send, out, you send out the reminder, T minus this, T minus that. And I'm like, I got You're time. Scrambling. I got time. Oh, so yeah, like, and I then like a drink. six minutes before the podcast starts, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what two or three ingredients can I throw together and it's not going to suck ass? That's right. A boulevardier. Yeah, that sounds great. That's yeah, yeah that's only like yeah, there you go. Yeah, that'd be banging. <laughs> Seem to work for you multiple times. Maybe um, maybe you're on something. Maybe I need more ingredients. Maybe that's my problem. Well, I didn't know if it was indicative of you're limited in space in your apartment and storage, and so you don't you're not going to have a bunch of shit. Dude, we've we've created enough room for booze in this house that when people come visit, they go, "Huh, you're quite booze centric in this house, aren't you?" <laughs> he's yeah, he's going to the next door neighbors. Can I store shit at your house now? They, they no meet shit. you immediately yeah. and start an intervention. That's right. I, I'm looking into storage <laughs> down in the basement. There you go. Yeah. Just getting a storage unit just for alcohol related products. Yeah, Very nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. Mac, what about oh, what? Sorry. Well, if you don't mind, only because I think my drink uh, comp or is is right in the same wheelhouse because the Godfather was named after the movie, and I'm drinking the French Connection, which was oh, named yes. after a okay. '70s movie as well. Exact same idea. It's just cognac and um, and freaking amaretto, one and a half ounce to one ounce over ice. Now, <clears throat> uh, I will say. Um, when I was looking in the, in this, you know, family of drinks, you know, I was definitely reminded of the toasted almond, which if I remember right is Kahlua amaretto, Kahlua and amaretto and cream. And then I think the roasted toasted almond is like, you just add uh Grand Marnier. Okay. Um, and both of those I was contemplating, but, uh, I was out of Grand Marnier, so I was like, eh. But uh, yeah, both these drinks are named after movies: The French Connection, which Gene Hackman was in, and then The Godfather. Hence named the, after. the Gene Grinchman. That's yeah. right, <laughs> I, and that's once I didn't know what you were drinking. Uh, I did see the text, obviously, but it just didn't make the connection because you sent out that text the last time you and I talked about the other drink, but you said you weren't having it yet. Yeah, yeah, it caught my eye, but like again, you know, you're like. I'm nodding along at the recipe and then I'll see something. I'm like, mm, 
<laughs> the stream yeah. just became a whole lot harder to figure out, you know, exactly. in terms of finding everything. So you're doing the French connection. Very nice. Yes, sir. Okay. Now we will finish with you, Mac. You got preempted by Gene Grinchman. I mean, naturally, well-known actor. So uh, I apologize for that, but you were upstage. So what are you having? Screw you guys. I'm going home. I go home. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I got no buildup this week. I, I got nothing for Gene Grinchman. Uh, okay, like, like the Mexican on. blonde lead up. Uh, I, I did the people's margarita. Um, so it is using Dwayne Johnson's Terramana tequila. Um, I'm oh. confused because I feel like you're looking. <laughs> I'm trying to do the people's eyebrow. I'm like, uh, my eyebrow, and I'm like, wait, that's behind and that's the That's completely lost on Nobody a video or, or on an audio. It wasn't for them. It was for well. you. It was for you. <laughs> well, this shit's gone south. Yeah, it has. Um, go ahead. It is the Terramana Blanco, uh, lime juice, a little agave nectar, and then a splash of pineapple juice uh, to give it a little, little bit of that, I guess, Hawaiian flavor. Did you make your own? Sweet and sour juice. mix. Sweet and oh oh, it's pineapple juice. You're not sweet and sour juice. mix. Did I say sweet and sour mix? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, full disclosure, I was really only one third listening. So fair enough. <laughs> he was so focused on the eyebrow, like <laughs> I actually missed it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I mistakenly, I think I you said the people's margarita, correct? I said the people's margarita. All right, take two. <laughs> there's no no there's no mix in it the people's margarita yeah it is terramana blanco lime juice <laughs> agave nectar and a splash of pineapple juice okay we've got all that i'm actually i forgot the first couple of ingredients and this oh, drink is really not worth all this uh all this, this banter shit. Here. Yeah, oh, oh, I, I, I feel like is at this not point good? everybody's tuned out yes. and moved on. Yes. Um, so it is very good, though. Uh, I would highly recommend it. Okay, the I'm not going to lie; I completely froze during that whole second take. Let's do it one more time. <laughs> We're going to get it right. We're going to get it right. It is Don Julio tequila, <laughs> <laughs> sweet and sour mix. Local <laughs> shores cat piss. Did you did you make your own sweet? And no, I'm just kidding. Did you grow the pineapple? <clears throat> I did not grow the pineapple, but it is fresh pineapple juice. We had a pineapple cut up. Oh, nice. Uh, so I just took the juice that was, you know, sitting there and added that. So it's baby steps. It's baby steps. I'm proud of you. That's that's all that matters. You didn't buy a jug of pineapple juice. That's all I'm saying. I did not. Okay. Uh, all I right. got to mention, by the way, Jesus. I added a little cream, which is why it's this color instead of just... Yeah, because it does you know, not the match the picture. Yeah, because the the right. um, like the roasted toasted almond or toasted almond, um, you know, it calls for either whole milk cream, kind of to preference. Um, and I thought just cognac and amaretto was really sweet, so, so I added a little breast a, milk, yeah, just to see. Yeah, yeah, you know, again, I have teats, fucker. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, all right, let's we'll stop with the banter uh, again. As always, I say cheers to you, gentlemen. Cheers. Another good yeah. show. Prost Thank you for being here. Cheers. I do appreciate it. As I stick the fucking celery in my eye trying to drink. Uh, with yeah. all the pepper on the end. Fucking <laughs> 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 screaming. To kind of make our segue here into our topic today. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's scary as fuck that all four of us are in charge of another kid, another person's life. I don't um, think so. Use that term loosely. <laughs> Very loosely. <laughs> I don't think it's scary at all. 
Uh, a little bit. I like to think I mean, of just okay, maybe like the guardrails, dramatic mean, variations right. on the highway. That's it. I mean, so, some of the so you're like going to kind of keep you in this lane somewhat. Grinch some, is some like parents. the bumpers in a bowling alley, and the kids are <laughs> right. like a bowling right. ball. Yeah. As we joke, Ricochet. we may have another helicopter following, and then between the helicopter and the guardrails. That's how we keep everything on the highway. Okay. <laughs> With that being said, let's jump into our topic. I thought that was going to be a good segue. I'm not even sure anymore. But uh, so Damn the topic it. of the you week. You and your sweet, your sour mix. <laughs> so the topic of the week, because it, you know I, I've had quite an interesting and emotional week. Uh, we wanted to talk, or I wanted to talk. I thought would be a topic to bring to the table was parenting, because the group here all are parents, all have been parents. Uh, our children are either teens or older, late stages of high school or in college or beyond college. So I thought, you know, based on the week I had, I thought I would just kind of bring this topic to the table and see where everybody is in terms of their approach to parenting, the pitfalls of parenting, the trials and tribulations of parenting, the ups and downs of parenting. Because if you're not a parent, believe me, there are ups and there are fucking downs to parenting, even if you don't realize that's coming. Uh, not to say none of us regret being parents, love being parents, love having kids, but God damn, it's exhausting sometimes just dealing with it. Frustrating. It is. It is frustrating. And again, you kind of reflect on your own life and I don't know how many of you do this, but like I would look at my parents as a teen and be like, you fucking morons. You don't know what you're talking about. And then as you get older and you are a parent, you look back and you go, holy shit, you know, this is why they did what they did. And, and I hated it at the time, but now I realize why. And then you realize you're doing it to your kids. And of course, they're doing the same thing and, you know, bucking the system and fighting against you. So this whole episode is about you telling your parents they, they really they did, did right. do an awesome job yeah. and they know it all. And, and that's why you're turning you more it. and more into your father. Because <laughs> I just need, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. <laughs> Just the best if, appreciation if, is, you know, is emulation is to imitate, right? Yeah. If you would so, just listen to your father and mother your whole life, you yeah. would have been fine. Well, yeah. if you but, just if you just listen to your father, he, he's you'll been be fine. telling you that for years, <laughs> sir. Um, so that's the topic of the week. I, it's not really a topic for debate, more than it is just an open discussion, you know, and kind of get an idea of where everybody's at in terms of parenting. Like I said, your style, your approach, things that you've dealt with speed bumps that you've had, you know, whatever the case may be. But uh, I think in terms of this group and knowing all of you, all of you for 30 years, maybe there are some things probably in hindsight, I probably would have gone back and maybe not me so much or you, I don't know. My kids are older than most of y'all's is, you know, if there had been an issue like, Hey, how would you have approached this? And I don't, I don't know that I've ever done that with any of you been like, this is the situation I'm dealing with, you know, have you ever dealt with anything like that? Because I think when you parent naturally, it is you approach parenting like, what did I go through and how did it get dealt with? So that's how I'm going to parent my child. Um, and so that's, I probably would have liked to have more of those conversations with you guys about parenting, but you know, it's just, it's not something we really discussed. So I figured today was a good time to, to bring it up and talk about it. So that's what I wanted to talk about was just parenting. So. And I think maybe the reason you haven't had some of those discussions is because for the most part, you, you were kind of the trendsetter and leading the way. You know, oh, I, I know, I know oh, I've come to you um, for, for advice uh, or, on some occasions. 
uh, yeah. for, for raising my daughter and you know, <clears throat> looking back, maybe that wasn't the best idea, but okay. You know, nonetheless. Well, yeah. And I think it's, it, it's probably worthwhile, at least for the, you know, for the listening audience that they know, you know, I have two teenage daughters, you know, one almost 18, one, you know, the other one 16, they're like 16 months apart. You know, I don't want to speak for everybody, but you know, Mac, you've got a daughter. It's about the same age. 18, getting ready to go and, off to college. You know, just I, like and, just said. Yep, I have three yeah. daughters, 20, almost 25, 22 and 21. And then Haas, I know you have. My, yeah, my situation is a little different. I, 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 my, mine was Adwater Instant Family. Um, I took on uh, my wife's children. Uh, but, but, that, but, but that's kind of sort of not really to him because the youngest was four when we got married. So um, and his, you've just always been you know, dad. In yeah, terms of I've that. always been daddy-o to her. So, um, and then, um, yeah, and then her middle child came to live with us um, right after he graduated from high school and lived with us for a decade. So... Uh, not quite a decade. Um, and then the oldest has never, we've never lived in the same roof, but I mean, I kind of consider, you know, we've done a lot for her in her uh, formidable years to try and help her achieve uh, uh, greatness in adulthood. So, I, I got to imagine, you know, and I'm sure we'll get into that, 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 you know, that brings its own set of challenges, you know, different to, you know, maybe what I faced or, you know, and Grinch and, or what we faced, you know, with, with blood relatives, you know, bringing, you know, kind of that instant family together probably brings, you know, a whole different set of challenges, I imagine, um, that you may not, you know, normally face. You know, uh, the, the, the couple of things real quick that I, that I was actually concerned with and, 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 f and fearful of when we first got together was, number one, the kid saying to me, well, you're not my parent. Well, yes, legally I am. We, we can go through the paperwork and I can show you legally that I'm your parent. I'm responsible for you. And if something bad happens to you, I'm the one that gets brought up on charges. So yes, I am your parent. But that never actually happened. Nobody ever said that, um, thankfully. Um, and in fact, um, I think it, there, was, there was a certain amount of love, unconditional love that I hope that I presented to the kids to where they knew that even though they weren't of my own DNA and my own flesh and blood, that I loved them and cared about them greatly and wanted the best for them uh, in health and happiness. Um, that was one. And then when disciplining the kids, um, one of the fears I always had was my wife going, well, they're not your kids, so you don't really have a say. Um, fortunately, that was also not an issue. Um, my wife saw that I had a very different upbringing than she did, and then there was some value in that. Also, two heads are better than one. And also, <clears throat> I was very honest with her at the very beginning. I said, look, I don't mind being bad cop. I'll be bad cop. You can be good cop. Um, I don't mind being a disciplinarian um, and you can be the one that kind of like kisses the boo-boos and all that kind of stuff. So we kind of worked on a really good system, I think, that worked really well for us and our family dynamic. And so that helped because you're right, Mac. I've looked at other situations like that and you see this discourse, this, this instant discourse between, you know, the, the insert parent and the child and I'm fortunate and feel and feel fortunate and blessed that that wasn't my situation because I don't think there has to be discourse. It takes a village, right? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I think, you know, related to this in terms of continuing with the scene setter aspect, I mean, obviously Thor, you were, you were young um, as Mac was alluding to, and you have, and you, you remarried, right. you know, Mac and I, Similar situations, I think, are the closest in that 
um, you know, length of time of marriage coinciding with the raising of the child, you know, or children. So there's a consistency there versus, you know, Haas coming in into a relationship where children are already there. Um, so I think that, and I, I would venture to say, if you put us all side by side, we all have different parenting styles, whether we realize it or not, it's just naturally from comes from who we are. And as we've also mentioned in other episodes, we all have different parental situations of our own parental situations of our own and using that in in how you parent (laughs) or ignoring it in how you parent. And that's it, right? I mean, that plays a factor into you either, you know, you maybe parent like your parents did, or you go the polar opposite based on how they were parenting you and and do it, you know, a complete 180. But, and again, uh, what I like about the dynamic, and I think this is an interesting topic for the four of us in terms of how long we've known each other growing up together and so forth is you're right. I, I was a child when I had my first child. And so I have three kids. Two of those are mine from a previous marriage. The second, like Haas, was kind of add water, instant family. Like I married a woman with a child. So I have the dynamic of my own two kids from a previous marriage, add in a third child from, uh, you know, another woman when we got married in, in Mrs. Thor. Mac, you are, uh, you know, a parent of a single child, only one child, no siblings. So that raises its own challenges when you've only got one kid, mm-hmm. long-term <laughs> marriage, Grinch, long-term marriage, but two kids. The, the interesting part about yours is ex-military deployed on a regular basis, you know, so that's a different dynamic. And then we bring in Haas, like he said, an entirely different uh, set of circumstances in terms of he married into a family with kids. So all, all four of us, you know, there is a different dynamic within our own homes. And, and like you said, Grinch, and then how we approach that. So I thought this topic was interesting because there's got to be, you know, a, a a completely different approach for all of us because of those circumstances, either external with previous family and and parenting plus internal. Like I said, it's got to be different in terms of what Haas does, you know, not being the biological father versus like Mac, who is the biological father, but only has one kid. So it is, you're not dividing and conquering multiple kids in the house. And I don't know what that's like, you know, so that's why I'm interested to just talk to everybody and see how we all approach things. Yeah, when you brought up the topic, I, the first thing I, that came to my mind was, is I'm very curious to see how everyone else, like, Grinch, you kind of touched this. Would, would, would we have different, different parenting styles? Would they be the same? Uh, would there be, you know, a Venn diagram of sorts? Where <laughs> you stole my words. I was yeah. going to use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bingo. <laughs> I, I mean, I, yeah, I guess speaking to that, um, I mean, I, you know, we, as we've said ad nauseum, there are reasons we all get along. And I think a lot of those reasons would, would transcend over into the parenting in that, you know, like we've always said, respect matters to us. So in terms of respecting our kids, um, you know, I think that's present. I think there's a genuine desire of just wanting to see them succeed. You know, now how you parent to try to achieve that, that's where, the other side of the equation starts kicking in because they receive it or they don't, or they ignore it. It's either frustrating or it isn't, you know, and you're like, (laughs) like one of the things um, uh, I was thinking about um, is, you know, despite having two daughters or, you know, with having two daughters, there's a lot of similarities, but they're also very different and how they're wired, just how they operate. Um, 
And there are times where, you know, I, I jokingly say to myself, like anybody but me could make that same recommendation observation and it would be listened to, but because it's dad, you know, you're like, it's ignored out of hand. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, yeah. fine. Don't listen to me. You know, <laughs> what do I know? I've only been on this earth 45 years. You know? right. <laughs> yeah. and, and so, it, you know, like anything, like you try to figure out like, okay, that communication technique didn't work. Hmm. You know, all right. Every dinner, are we going to be dragging out uncomfortable shit or do we wait right. for them to say something? Well, you know? and it's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you put it in these terms because the truth of the matter is we all have girls. Like, yes, I have a boy of sorts and, and, and that's a, a little different scenario in and of itself because he's not a, 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 a classical boy's boy. He's not into sports and muscle cars and all that kind of stuff, but right. still a the male stereotype. But the fact that we are talking about we all have, you know, uh, um, children of the opposite sex, like across the board. So um, that is another uh I guess that's another constant too worth mentioning, but I, I was kind of thinking about, I had a younger sister growing up. Um, um, Mac, I know you have sisters, two. but they're both yeah. older, right? Not one's older, one's younger. One, one's younger. And then yeah. of course, um, Grinch, you have a younger sister as well. So I was, what got me thinking about this was when my daughter became a teenager and there were some things going on hormonally that I just did, I had never experienced before. I, I just didn't know how to wrap my head around it. And my wife's like, Oh, just, Sit back, talk to your mom. Yeah, sit back, take this Xanax, and just mom, enjoy the at? show, you know? Yeah, because you're, you're not going to understand it. Like, I remember having a conversation with my daughter, and we were talking, and we were laughing and cutting up, and then out of nowhere, she starts just bawling, crying. And my wife turns around the corner, and she goes, what's going on? What's wrong? And she's like, I don't know. Like, and my wife's like, yep, yep. That's, 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 that's a female going through puberty right there. She has no idea why she's crying. So it begs the question. It does. It begs the question. Anybody here wish they had sons? No, 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 no that's no. That, no, in the sense that like, um, no, yeah, unequivocally. No. And that yeah. we were never that family. That's like, by God, we're going to keep trying until this Cause, happens. Cause you'd have 19 fucking kids. <laughs> the, well, I mean, the debate was more like, what's the right number for us. And I know every other, you know, every family has, has their own, own, you know, value system, et cetera, how they grew up that, that informs that. I mean, I mean, I've worked with people that had nine kids and I'm just like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. How do you, how do you, right. how do you freaking do it? If right. you can't play a man-to-man defense and you got to right. you're outnumbered, you're screwed. You're done. You're done. <laughs> That's right. Well, the Velociraptors you know, are winning. Matt, you know? it's, <laughs> it's funny you said that, Matt, because when I went to my parents and, and they were like, dude, you know, they feel like one of the biggest challenges they had was having three kids because when it was man on man, one parent could take one. Right. But when it's, when you have to play zone and like two decide to run in one direction, one decides to run in the opposite direction. What do you do? Like, or if they if if they go in three separate directions, you have to pick and choose what you do. So you're right. Which, your, which you nail your all their feet to the floor. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you tie them up. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Hello, child services, child protective <laughs> services. How you yes. doing? Good uh, to see you again. Well, I would agree. I would agree with what you said, real quick, Grinch. I would agree with what you said. I'm unequivocally no, and that's the interesting because people go, "Don't you wish you had a boy?" Absolutely not. Because I know how I was as a kid. I was a fucking nightmare to my parents. I don't like want me. No, yeah. I don't want me. And that was my parents all. My across the board, you pay for your raisin when you have kids. Remember how you were as a kid? That's how they're going to be. So just remember that. And I'm like, God, if I had had a boy, it'd have been a fucking nightmare. But that's what people ask. Do you wish you had boys? And I'm like, no, not at all. And and I think 
I saw the I saw the look in, in Gene Grinchman's eyes earlier, and I thought maybe he was going to go here. The, the the Chris Rock special of you know, when when you're raising daughters, you have one job, and that's to keep them off the pole. You know, <laughs> so it makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> I, I you know it's, I, I you know obviously I get that humor, um, and and I don't know if Mac, you want to speak to that question before of uh, the daughter son whatever before I oh, go ahead the other point. Uh, I was just going to say I, I mean I think in many ways it worked out in terms of it, it, it always felt right. Um, and I think it should feel right regardless of the gender. You can't control that. It is what it is. Right. Um, but what I was saying is I love my nephews and, and, you know, I love throwing the football with them and that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, in being military, there's an aspect that's like, would I have been more like, well, I was military. That's what I expect for you. But at the end of the day, it's not like we talked about, with growing older, it's not regret. It's appreciation. Um, you know, I mean, I'm thankful for what I have and I think it's awesome. Um, I think it worked, it all worked out. I, I uh, can imagine. Absolutely. Cause this look at where you are. I mean, and, and by all accounts, like your kids are, it's not, it's not well-behaved, but they're doing very well. They excel getting ready to go off to college and well things like behaved, that. Right. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying that, are, that it isn't despite, just that. Despite my parenting, right. <laughs> they've turned right. out pretty well. <laughs> your wife has done intentions. a phenomenal <laughs> that's job. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, but the other it, good do, point. Oh, sorry, sorry finish. No, no, please. Because you were. Uh, sorry, sorry. No, I, I was going to take us a slightly different direction. So please finish. I think I, I, think I was too. But I, it was going <laughs> to circle back to having only daughters. The other interesting thing is, is in what you guys had said is like the number of kids you have, right? Mac, you made a conscious choice. We had one. That was it. Like, oh, and there was, yeah, there were some discussions around that. Yeah. Right, I, uh, like you made that choice for your, like, I don't want more than one. You knew we that. Did, I, I didn't even talk to my wife about it. Right. You know, it was, we, we knew one and done. That was it. I made the appointment. It was best $20 I've ever spent. Uh, in my <laughs> the next night, she's like, why do you have peas on your balls? And he's like, right. no reason. <laughs> well, I just do that every Friday night, right? I'm trying to keep it fresh, baby. <laughs> um, but in retrospect, it's, it's funny you bring that up because there are times when we look back and go, maybe we should have had a second child, right? Because yeah, you wouldn't have had spent so much time entertaining if you had. And, and hey, I completely appreciate all the time I've gotten to spend with my daughter. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But yes, you become, you know, not only a parent, you almost kind of become a playmate at that point when, you know, when you only have one, because, it, you know, unless you're just going to sit them in front of a TV, you know, and let that be the babysitter, you have to interact with them some. So from that standpoint, you know, maybe it would have been better to have two, but, you know, well, I, I can't go back I, I, and do it now. I mean, I think that ties into the idea of like, know, know thyself because I mean, we've, I mean, we've got some very recent examples, um, you know, getting anybody's personal business of when it comes time to make a decision like that, it, it can have an effect on a couple. I mean, if one is all in and the other one is just like, I just don't see that. Like that can be the wedge that starts right. affecting a relationship. And if it, it, you know, we use the term organic, you know, I'll say naturally, if you don't, if you don't settle in and both sides are comfortable with it, it can become a problem. When Mrs. Haas and I, you know, were, were engaged to be married, the conversation was she couldn't have kids anymore. Did she want, what, what did that look like for us? Did we want to get a surrogate? Did I want to have kids? Did I not want to have kids? And the truth of the matter is you guys know I was in my, what, early to pushing mid thirties when we got married and uh, the thought, the thought of having a, a kid 
graduate when I was going to be in my mid fifties or later um, was not appealing to me. Um, and it, it, again, it was one of those know thyself kind of deals. And, and, and in all fairness, we've often talked about adopting uh, at different stages. You know, when, when the youngest went off to college, it was a discussion and Europe living in Europe won out over adopting a child. I don't know what that says about us, but that's just the truth of the matter. It says you know yourself. It says you know yeah. yourself. Absolutely. That's exactly what we, because let's be honest, anybody can have a kid. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I'm, for the most part, anybody can have a kid. People do it all the time. It takes, you know, to me, it takes a better person and a smarter person to say, you know what, I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. I know myself well enough that 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 would not be something that I would enjoy. We were tired. We were worn out. We were like, you know, that was the discussion. And our bodies are breaking down us. We're like, how are we going to keep up with them when they hit their teenage years? And, and I think we'd be, living, we'd be living off of payments. And I think, again, you know, a common trait in this particular group and our, you know, our significant others is that while love is certainly a huge factor, we aren't wired to be like, okay, well, love isn't going to win over some common sense and analysis. Right. Like, I mean, right. if you just play the math forward, right. I mean, there's the financials and then there's the, I'll be this age when they're that That's- age. What does that look like? And in some cases you're like, you know, it's like the old, I, I remember there was a guy I worked with, uh, it was, and this was years ago, we were deployed at the time and he was talking about how his wife was, you know, wanting to have more. And his, the, his phrase was, we won. They're out of diapers. Like they're potty trained. Like, That's not like we won, you know, like we're on, <laughs> by the right. way, the next time I saw him, he had five kids. <laughs> oh, Still winning, God. aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and I oh, don't think I didn't tell, you know, right. remind him of that conversation. <laughs> you know, the interesting or the other interesting thing is like, and again, asking, you know, uh, do you regret like not having sons? No. You know, in terms of the dynamic of this group, as you had already said, like I had kids young, I was 19, got married young, had a kid young. And, and that was the other question that I get asked a lot when, when you look at me, I, I don't necessarily look my age. And so I will have people go, how, you know, you have kids, how old are they? And I go, oh, I have one's almost 25. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I started when I was nine. So, you know, cause it's the only way I can justify to them that I have a kid and look my age. But people will ask me, they're like, how did you have a kid so young? Well, you just do it. You have a kid, you rise to, you either rise to the occasion or you don't. And I chose to rise to the occasion. You know, Mac, you got married in your, in your twenties. Grinch, you got married in your twenties. Haas, like you said, you got married later. I mean, like you kind of felt yourself out, figured out who you were, where you were before you connected with somebody. So it was in your thirties, which makes it a little different. I was obviously much younger. And I always thought that was interesting because people are like, well, how do you do it? And it's like, you just do it. I mean, I don't know what to tell them. There's no book. No, about that, it. That's it. Right. You, you step up, it, but, but I think that surprises a lot of people because so many people don't do that. Right. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, you know, I, th- I think everybody here, you know, would agree that, you know, in that same situation, I, I would like to say that everybody here would have done the exact same thing. Yes. You know? Thankfully, so, you didn't have to worry about it. Well, thankfully, we didn't have to worry about yeah. it. But, you know, you, you do what has to be done. Right. And, and it, I don't know, I think that surprises people sometimes because, like you said, it's knowing yourself and they're like, I could never do that. And then I see people, Haas, like you're saying, I, I work with a guy who's 40 and has a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and he's 40. God, I feel two, bad for that guy. Two boys. I don't even know him. <laughs> right, and, and he just turned 40 last week, and it's just like, 
how, how do you do it? Like, how do you do yeah. it in your 40s? Because I know my energy level at 40. I mean, he'd have to be eating a very clean diet and doing some really good <laughs> exercising. I mean, or cocaine. Right. Yeah. 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 Either way. Everyone else is sprinkling sugar yeah. on their cereal. Right. And he's but I guess doing lines. I guess the, depending on your perspective, the, the discussion works both ways. They look at you when you're young and go, how do you do it? And I look at people at 40, knowing Grinch, like you said, I'm now winning. Mine are done, almost out. And it's like, I can't imagine having a five-year-old and a three-year-old at 40 years old going, holy shit, I've got another 15 years. No well, way. It, I don't know that it, I could do it. And I well, think, you could, right? I mean, well, go, you rise to the occasion. You're right. Back to the point of if you had to, would you? I, I have no, there's not a doubt in my mind well, you would. Um, go ahead, Hoss. I, I, I was going to say, in this, in this instance, you mean I can turn to my parents who raised my brother's three girls. Well, that's true. Grandkids. Um, I mean, they, they weren't expecting to do that, you know, at the onset of their empty nesting, pushing into their golden years. They weren't expecting to have to raise three more kids, and yet they did it. Um, and I often talk to them about that. And, and I'll be honest, that was one of the deciding factors that, that talked Mrs. Haas and I out of continuing the thought of having additional children was what my, watching what my parents went through um, at that age, having to raise three more kids. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is my mom will probably be working until the day she dies. That's my guess. I mean, maybe not, but um, she loves what she does. So maybe, but yeah, I mean, financially, the emotional toll, and honestly, um, neither one of them listed this podcast. Um, anyone who knows them knows that that situation drove a wedge between them because my mom wanted to do it and my dad didn't. So it kind of goes back to what you were talking about, Grinch. Which um, brings so, up another interesting point about your situation is you're about to be a granddad. Yeah. Right? And so that's that's another, a whole nother level like none of us have experienced, like, how does the grandparent now relate with a grandchild? And you know what I'm saying? So it's like you're dealing with kids. Yeah. Now you're focused on, oh my God, we got a grandkid. I imagine y'all's situation once you start having grandkids will be different. Now, maybe when the middle or the youngest have a grandchild, it'll be different. It'll be the same for me. Um, but Mrs. Haas's oldest, um, she and I are not particularly close. We're not of the same cloth, cut from the same cloth. I like her. She, I think she's a very smart, very driven um, very amazing human being. I just, we're not on the same wavelength. So I don't know. I'm interested. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Um, you know, we will probably come back for an extended period of time once the grandbaby is born. Um, so I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know, but you're right. Okay. It's another, it's another wrinkle for sure. It, and I think, I think in the broad sense, you know, in terms of like, what is a modern family quote unquote, and, and what does your village look like is, is, you know, no two villages are exactly the same. Um, I mean, we know, cause I've joked about it, you know, in terms of my parents not really involved with the kids and some of that's a factor of just geography or just relationship I have with my mother. So like they didn't have that imprint and typically like generations tend to, it's easier for them to connect like one generation removed because I, for whatever sociological reasons, but um you know, absent that it's like, okay, well, what does your village look like? You know, is it aunts? Is it uncles? Is it friends, neighbors? It's just getting complicated. You know, what, right. Yeah. And, and waters have gotten really muddied. And, and I think, again, I mean, this is a life skill of like, well, you figure it out, you know, you make the best with what you've got in your environment instead of going, Oh God, I wish, Oh God, I wish, or yeah. this is the way I was raised. Okay. 
a lot's changed since then. <laughs> you know, right. like why are you trying to replicate that? It's not going to work. You're right. putting a round peg in a square hole, and mm. it's causing tension. Like, you know, we're just not on the same page of how we're going to be successful parents slash family. You know, right? Yeah, okay. it comes down to love, right? Love, love the children, and and want the best for them, their health Absolutely. and their happiness. And that's it, right? What, uh, and what I, can you do to make yeah. that happen? Yeah. I do want to go around the room, though, and ask a question. Grinch, if you got a point to make, please make it, brother. Oh, uh, we can get back to it. But I was just going to say within that framework, I think, is where you you settle into what's your role. You know, right. and we, we've touched on it based on how you come into the relationship. Are you gaining a family? Did you, you know, did, right. is what? the family, you know, you, it, like – you, you get where I'm going with that, you know, step, I do, yeah, uh, that makes step sense. that, you know. yeah. And in terms what does of the roles, modern, modern father look like? Yeah. The modern dad look like, well, I think that's interesting An interesting point before I, I segue into what I was going to say is the modern role. I think when our grandparents were parenting, probably when our parents were parenting, the mom was the mom and the dad was the dad. If there were, if there were dad things, the kids went to dad. And if there were mom things, they got shuffled to mom. I think now, like we play both sides of the fence, like, we are dad. And then sometimes we are playing mom. I mean, when I got divorced, I had to play both roles. It was like, I am dad. But then if there are, you know, questions, well, she's not around. I have to now play mom too in that situation. Cause I, I have females as kids. And I think we end up playing both roles now where before, especially like our grandparents, it, it was like, dad is dad. He is the man of the house. And if there was a, a so the feminine issue, yeah. you go to mom. Where now we don't we don't do that. We will play both sides, and the mothers will also play both sides. Well, that's so, it. Uh, I think right. It's it's. I think the gender roles have have kind of dissipated. Right. And, and you don't have mom and dad. You have parents now. You have parents. Right. right. Yeah. It, I don't. Yeah. I don't think they've dissipated, right. but they're definitely more fluid than yes. they were when our parents were coming up, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and I yeah, think that's yeah, an less interesting cutter. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's an interesting shift in the way things occur. So. And, you know, it's funny, you know, I, to that point, I remember uh, Mrs. Grinch's uh, stepdad um, saying he was, he was one of 13 kids uh, and he was telling us that when his dad would come home, you know, he'd sit down to eat the meal that, you know, the wife had had ready for when he got home. And then he would just go down the line and go, what'd you do wrong today? What'd you do wrong today? And dole out punishment. Right. You know, like they he were was, the disciplinarian. Was, that's right. You know you know, she ran things day to day. And if she got overwhelmed, it was the threat of when your father hears X, Y, Z, the and belt's going out, there, you know, like there was no <laughs> bigger threat than wait till your dad gets home. Right. That's right. That's right. You knew you were in trouble. <laughs> well, I will be honest and growing up in my house, mom, dad, I love you. Cause I know you listen. Like if there was an issue and it was to my dad, my dad was the, you go to the closet and you get a belt. Like, and, and it was the time of, Oh, fuck. And you're walking to the closet and, you, and then you're looking at belts going, which belt do I pick? The fat one, the little one, you can swing <laughs> this one faster. Like, like that's what you do in your head. And it was like, okay, lean over the bed. You're getting your ass beat. Where my mom, like if you push my mom to the breaking point, there was, it was just, she snapped. Like if I'm holding a wooden spoon, I'm beating your ass with a spoon. There was no lead up to it. It was just, it's unhinged. I remember my mom and I had an issue one time and she had a belt and we had bunk beds and I was climbing through, but like she was just swinging. I didn't care if I hit your leg, your ass, your face. No. I was just swinging a belt because you pissed me off. I and just, I, that mental image of your mother. I don't see it. I, I no. don't, I no. cannot picture that. And I'm not just saying that I because I know she listens. No, I really yeah. just cannot uh, see that. I, I, I do have hear. an issue about being hit in the face. It is one like slapped punch. That's different, but slapped. You do not slap me in the face. There's something about 
the well, that's just that's just disrespectful. The humil- yeah, the humiliative yeah. approach to just slapping somebody. And she tried to slap me one time in the face in the bathroom. And I grabbed her hand, and so she swung the other hand, and I grabbed it. And we were staring at each other. Was like, and I knew I was like, oh fuck. Like I'm holding both arms. Wait till your dad gets home. Like, and we started laughing after that because it's like I had both hands. I was like, "You're not hitting me in the face." That's all I thought. It was just a gut reaction. I'm not getting hit in the face. But yeah, my mom was the more unhinged disciplinarian. You just didn't know when it was coming out of left field. Where my dad was more of the go get a belt and made you think about it, and then okay, lean over the bed, and I'm beating your ass. Which was almost worse, right? It was uh, in some ways, yeah. Because Because you're right, you you would go in there and you would be like. You know, it, it, you know, because I had the same thing. It was you know, and, and my dad, you know, loving never actually never hit me with it, thankfully. But it was his threat was always, "I've got a paint stir," and it was a plastic <laughs> one with holes in it, so it was more aerodynamic. And he could it was swing always it his fast. Thing. And yeah. he could swing it fast. Thankfully, I was able to run, outrun it just a little bit. But I'm thinking know, of Eddie right. Murphy it's... with the boomerang shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, my parents got in a fight one time, and my mom stood at the four-year closet where all the shoes were and was throwing them at my dad, and they were boomeranging around into the kitchen. I will never forget that. Yeah. And, and years later, when I heard that special, I, I, every time someone mentions that's the visual I get. But, yeah, my parents were kind of opposite. My mom was a disciplinarian. I, I'm, I'm sure you guys remember. Dad was a laid-back cool guy. So it was weird. Um, when dad got silent and wouldn't talk to you or you was disappointed in you, that's what really struck a chord. Um, or his unique disciplinary um, punishments of, like um, – he would make us uh, take a shoestring, uh, a shoelace, and polish the doorknobs, or he'd make us take a toothbrush and, and get in between the grout. Or I remember one time my sister, my sister like stomped upstairs and slammed her door for like, so for an hour straight, he made her stomp up the stairs, slam the door, come back down, stomp up the stairs for an hour straight. She couldn't stop. If she stopped, the hour started over again you know so i mean just that's just psychological warfare it is it is yeah that's how you win apparently his dad was (laughs) my my grandfather apparently was pretty good at that they had a lot of foster kids so my grandfather apparently was really really creative with his punishments but i think you take uh i I think you try to and maybe y'all did it differently you try to take the the best of what you feel like worked for you but didn't damage you permanently isn't that our job and, as parents, though, to fuck them up psychologically? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't I, know. That's what my parents did. I, I, I thought this I is what right. I I'm projecting so all uh, of my demons yeah. <laughs> on you. Right. Well, it, it, and, I mean, and obviously, that's a, that's a pretty important aspect of this right. is, you know, as we've joked before, you know, I'll never be like my parents. And you're like, oh, God. I'm just like my Dang, parents. dang, you know. But at the same time, like, like again, I know I, I'm a broken record over here. Like you just internalize stuff and, and you either, it, it's a, it's a touch point for you thinking about if I've never been in a situation, like how would I handle? Um, and, you know, as you're looking through your skill set of like, it, at the end of the day, like there's, and I think generationally this has changed, which is why parenting styles have changed. Like there used to be, it was the threat of discipline. That was the consequence of whatever happened as opposed to, it's at the end of, like I, I want to make I want to make you better like I want to I want you to understand the why of what I'm trying to correct here at least you know I'll speak for myself and I say that's a lot of how I approach whatever it is we're dealing with is you know if I just said flat out don't do that well we're humans like it, we don't we want to understand why you know if you just prevent me from doing it or if I just prevent you know like my kid from doing it every time I'm around 
chances are they're going to want to try to do it when I'm not around. You want that to stick whether you're there or not. So you have and to explain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least that, that again, that was our, a lot of our approach. To yeah. Talk to them like they're, the, talk to them like they're people. Uh, yeah. Don't, we know don't they're dummy all smarter than we think they are. Yeah, right? right. And, and probably more intuitive. Yeah. They're picking up on things that were like, no, you're just not old enough to understand that. Well, what is, you know, okay. I, I get that in many respects, but I think it gets too broad of a brush. You know, it's painted too broad of a, with too broad of a brush in that, you know, well, did you ever just sit down and explain the why? Like well, maybe if you did. Well, okay. Now it's funny you say that. Okay. So I think you're right. And, and we took the same approach, but it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier, trying to explain the why to a hormonal teenager is not, I mean, that's like herding wet cats. Like you, I, I didn't even know where to begin to start to try to handle some of these situations. And I, I deferred to my wife a lot. I'd call my mom a lot and be like, mom, I have no, I'd call my sister and be like, I don't. And they'd be like, listen, there is no rhyme or reason. And you know, it's funny because my mom said to me, she says, first of all, there's no playbook or handbook you know, for raising kids. And she said, you just go, go to a bookstore and look at all the books that are on the shelf by all the different people. Like one book will say this, the next book will say that. And she said something to me that, that really clicked early on. Um, Cause like, you know, with my Adwater instant family situation, I was really, a, I felt like at a pretty interesting disadvantage. I wonder, and she said, listen, what worked on one of you kids didn't necessarily work on another one of you kids. And then she said the part that really got me. She goes, well, what, what worked on you one time didn't necessarily work the next time. So you have to yeah. constantly be trying to be creative. It's like playing chess. You're constantly trying to think moves ahead of, of how you're going to interact in these different situations to get certain points across or, you know, disciplinary actions to, you know, to make sense and line up with, you know, what occurred. And I guess that's kind of the approach we took is we, it's a moving target. But again, I defer back to, the hardest part for me was the whole teenage hormonal time frame. That was when they're young and they're cute and they're sweet. It's pretty easy. I think, you know, uh, when they start getting mouthy and lippy. Well, ah. well I, yeah. I think I would say with, with Grinch saying, you know, they're old enough. I, or, you know, you're not old enough or whatever. I don't think it's old enough. I think it's, are you developed enough to understand? Because age, I think point. is better no, word, maybe mature. Yeah. 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 Are you yeah. developed yeah. enough to yeah. understand that? So no, Matt, go right. ahead, brother. No, I was just going to, I was going to touch on what Haas mentioned, you know, it, it is a moving target and, and what works for one kid doesn't necessarily work for every kid. I, I know for us, you know, when our daughter was growing up, you know, the whole thing was, you know, put them in timeout, right? That, that was the big thing. That was the way you punish kids. You put them in timeout. Our freaking daughter loved timeout. She, she would sit there and be like, yeah, what, what else you got? Come on, bring it on. Right. So, you know, it, it it's finding what works for those kids and, you know, to get, you know, and again, it's not, it's not to punish them so much as, as it is, you know, as Grinch mentioned, to get your point across to them um, about, you know, your actions do have consequences. Right. Um, and, and as you get older, those actions are going to get to be bigger and the consequences are going to get to be bigger. Right. So let's, yeah. let's kind of figure that out now. Right. And it's funny that you say that because, you know, growing up, my brother Loki, uh, when he was really little in school would get in trouble. And every time a kid got in trouble, the teacher would tell them, go to the back of the room, get a book off the bookshelf and read it. So my brother would get in trouble and go do it. What the teacher didn't know was my brother loved reading. I was going to say that, that so, so he's getting in trouble so he can get free time. Right. So my parent would come, <laughs> my parents would come in for a conference and like, yeah, you know, Loki was in trouble. And I sent him to, and my mom's like, he loves reading. You're not helping. 
you're you're making it worse because now he's acting out because he wants to go read you know so it is you you do have to like you're saying everything some kids they want to be social they want to be involved so going to the back of the room and being stuck reading books they hate that shit but my brother he loved it and so that's what he would do he would purposely get in trouble because he knew i'd get to go read and i didn't have to deal with this shit so you do have to know that i would like to get back to what i was going to ask earlier we kind of got sidetracked I would like to go around the room and just ask you guys in terms of challenges to parenting, because all of our situations are different. So like Mac, you only raised one kid. Grinch, you raised two kids, but again, you being deployed military and that, and then Haas, you add water, instant family. I'd love to know like what's one challenge that you had in terms of parenting, uh, either your style, your spouse, the kid, the situation, whatever it was, I would just love to know what that was. So, you know, I don't care who jumps in first, but just what's one challenge that you had in terms of parenting? I'm happy to jump in here because I've got one, you know, right off the top of my head, which, you know, if my wife ever listens to this, could get me in trouble that I I had one teed up already. But (laughs) it would be, yeah, it would be our parenting styles. Um, You know, and we touched on this earlier, you know, you, you kind of draw from the way you were raised uh, when you have kids to, to impact your parenting style. And we grew up on almost polar opposites. Different plans. As far as uh, parenting styles, you know, my, my parents, mom and dad were, were, you know, I don't want to say they were strict disciplinarians, but they, there was, you know, there was a lot more discipline in our house. Um, and probably even so, you know, being the only boy, may, maybe a little bit more discipline from my father. Um, you know, again, grateful for it. I think it's made me, you know, the person that I am today. So I'm thankful for that. But, but my wife grew up in a, you know, we call it the the laissez-faire parenting style. It's a very hands-off, it was a very hands-off approach. And, you know, the, the mantra and battle cry for them was fight your own battles. Don't come to us. Don't, you know, we're, we're not getting involved. You know, if, if your brother hits you, go hit him back you know, kind of, kind of, you know, almost to that extreme. So, you know, I, again, when you bring two polar opposites um, together and try and mesh them as a parenting style, you're, you're going to run into some uh, disagreements. Some right. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's, it's going to be the word I'm going to use. Right. Uh, so, so that, you know, for us, I think was probably one of the biggest challenges we had um, in, in raising our daughter. Okay. was kind of finding that, you know, that, that good common middle ground in uh, terms between of your styles. The two styles. You didn't want okay. to go too far to, to either extreme. Gotcha. Uh, all right, cool. Grinch, what about you? Uh, any yeah, issues? and I'll, I'll just, well, and I mean, I think there's an aspect of this that ties into what I was going to bring up, but uh, Mac what made me uh, think of it a little more, which is it, there's within the, the, the concept of role playing, you know, oh, whoa, whoa. that's, that's bedroom you? talk. What are we doing now? Wait, wait, I took that in a different direction. Parenting, Did we, parenting, we change topics? Role Parent, you're choosing your parent role. <laughs> Good cop, bad cop being the easiest example. Right. Um, like, I think as long like there's a good portion of that of regardless which role you're playing, the parent, the parents are, are, you know, I'll say against the kid. That's not really the term I want to use. Because that can also cause friction right. if it's like, well, mom's all mad about this, but 
just come tell me, I don't really agree with her. You know, like that can cause problems, you know, if you and your battle buddy aren't, aren't like, yeah. Hey, at the end of the day, regardless of how we'd hash it out behind closed doors, right. yep. when we come out, we need to be on the same Present team. A unified front. front. Uh, yeah, right. My wife and I had we, that conversation. We can, you know, numerous we can hash it out later, right. and I can tell you how yeah. wrong you were. We can go for a car ride, <laughs> and, we, and we can throw stuff at each other and yeah. yell and scream, but in front of That's the right. kids, it's always, this is this is the line, yep. and we're towing yeah. you. Yeah. yeah I, um, but to answer the question, um, it, it, the question was challenge, right? Or, you know, lesson learned or something close yeah. to that. What's been like, you feel the greatest challenge in terms of parenting? Well, it, and maybe I think a lot of this was made easier because of the age of the girls when I was gone for like a year at a time. Um, because it's, a, that's a, it's a, it's a related, but it's a different problem in that one of the biggest things the military had to start giving counseling on when they realized how many problems returning those returning from deployments we're having is your spouse has just run that entire house for six months or a year. I got, you're the man of the house or whatever you are, but you need to give them the respect because they're tired too. And it's a weird feeling going like, I'm supposed to be the returning hero. It's going to be a parade when I walk in the door. Like, no, you're coming into a home that has all the problems it's always had. You're just home now. You're just a, it's, a, it's a it's different very, face. And there's very a battles that's right. There's a honeymoon there, honeymoon period there of like, yeah, everything's great because you're home, but then there are chores. There's like, you know, if, well, if I, the mother has been dictating how dinner's going to go and suddenly exactly. you're like, I don't want to eat at that time. Okay. You're, you're causing disharmony. Like you need to ease back into it. And, and thankfully, thankfully in our house, um, We've always said it's like dials. You just start adjusting dials to get acclimated. It isn't switch on, switch off, or you're just vacillating wildly of like, you know, when I was deployed, we always did this. And, you know, you're fighting against the, okay, well, you've been gone, you know, so here's our routine. <laughs> uh, I mean, I remember, you know, the when I got home from Afghanistan and my oldest was almost four months old, you know, we're in like a two-bedroom apartment, and I was just like, I was on eggshells, you know, I was just, I'm just sitting there like, can we, can we talk at regular volume? Like, can we walk like, the dog? She's going to get, you know, like, what do we, what do we do here? You know, <laughs> but, um, but I think over time, um, and I'll say I've been guilty of it. I think I've probably been the good times dad too much and forced Mrs. Grinch to be the bad guy. Um, and I, you know, it's one of those like in retrospect, you know, and you have the conversation, you're like, uh, okay, yep, no, fair point. You shouldn't be the one that they get mad at every time. Like sometimes, even though maybe I use humor a lot more, right. like I need to take that burden off to protect no, that the problem is once you well. set that standard, when you try to be the disciplinarian, the kids are going, it's, what the fuck? Right. And now they're yeah, like, we don't, we don't take that seriously. We, yeah. We used to say in the military, um, you can't start easy and then become increasingly more disciplined, but you can start disciplined and, be, and ease up because one works and the other just doesn't for the reasons yeah. you just said, because yeah. it's like, does not compute. Like, you know? Okay. Right. You know? So it, it's funny that that's what you're doing. So the biggest problem I had was, is I walked into an instant family and my wife had a certain way of doing things. And I came from a different background. We came from polar opposite backgrounds. So what ended up happening was, is I kind of fell in line with the way she did things because I didn't want to rock the boat. 
And it made our youngest, who is sweet and loving and cute and adorable and funny and just awesome to be around, um, she became very doted on and became a brat. And we woke up one day and realized we had a brat because nobody was really saying no. Nobody was really disciplining. Um, And that's when we had the conversation of, well, who gets to be the bad guy? And that's when I was like, you know what? That's fine. I'll step up and be bad cop because they're your kids. And I actually don't mind being the disciplinarian. But it's funny you say that because we literally had to go from, you know, rainbows and puppy dogs and, you know, stuffed animals and Disney, blah, 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 print and all this stuff. And I literally like the next day it was like, no, like, and it was, I was fortunate because at the time I was actually back getting my uh, paralegal degree and the wife was working full time. So I, but I was spending all my time with the kid and I just happened to be taking a psychology class at the time and was learning about the different styles of, you know, like classical conditioning and positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement and negative punishment, all that stuff. So I was actually applying different stuff almost instantaneously the next day. Like, and it's funny, I would be reading chapters ahead in the psychology book to see if I could pick up on things to use because our child was allowed to leave toys everywhere. Like you would walk down the steps and damn near break your neck because there'd be toys everywhere. You were dodging toys. I mean, it was just, it was a constant battle because we never made her do anything. And now here instantly we're having to go from that no discipline whatsoever to the complete opposite extreme because we understood if we didn't do that, we'd never be able to roll it back. And it took us years. It took us years to get her out of Brett mode. No, and you're you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, part of that could be, you know, and and I'm not 100%, you know, up to date on your situation and everything, but but I believe in that situation, she was kind of almost the only kid for you guys at the time. Yes, that's Um, true. So, so you know, we ran into a very similar situation with our daughter. Um, because it's easy when there's just one, you know, it's, do I want to fight this battle and make them pick up their toys or do I just want to pick the damn things up myself? You know, and I, cause I can be done in like two minutes picking them up or I can spend 30 minutes fighting the battle to make them pick them up, you know? And, and I'll be honest, we, we fell into a routine of not fighting the battle and, and to Grinch's point, we're kind of having to roll that back. Not, not as much now. I mean, obviously, you know, but we, we did go through a phase where we were having to roll that back. And that's, that's very difficult to do. Especially when, when they get older and you're yeah. fighting that battle. Well, yeah. It, it, and that, that was the, it was just interesting. He mentioned it that way because that was the biggest challenge I had was cu- stepping into a situation new and trying yeah. to figure it out and realize that we woke up one day and realized, Oh shit, we're, we're messing this up. Right. How do we course correct this post haste? And but, but realizing that you're doing that and being able to correct it is the important key, right? I mean, well, be, some people don't do that and they just continue. And, and now you've got, you know, people out in the world that think that everything is owed to them, but that's a whole different conversation. It's hard though. You know, it's hard when your kid is sweet and cute and fun to be around and you like them as a person and then you've got to be mean to them. You don't, I agree. You know, so, and it, they're, they're, they're tiny and, you know, it's not like they're, when they get older and they start mouthing off, yeah, that, that, then <laughs> the, the whole freaking game changes, at least for me it does. But when they're little and they're sweet and they don't, like, it was just really hard, you know, and it was hard to like, one of the things I learned was um, when she wouldn't pick up her toys in a certain time frame, I'd make her throw them away. And what I would do is I would actually empty the trash and I'd put fake trash in the trash can and I'd make her throw them away in the trash can. She would physically have to pick them up one at a time and walk them over and throw them away. 
And it broke my heart. Of course, what she didn't know is it was fake trash. And I'd, t- I'd, I'd make her take the trash out to the garage. And I'd take it and I'd put it aside. And what we would do is we'd sprinkle those gifts, those toys back in his presents throughout the year. You know, so we weren't having to recycle. That saves we, we money, recycle. too. You don't got to buy Psychological warfare. <laughs> the psychological yeah. warfare that goes on at the Haas household. Um, <laughs> oh, for, for, for generations now, I've seen mm-hmm. a pattern. It, it's well, just... It's just but amazing. It I love it. Say, it, it worked, worked though. No, I agree. It, and it was like a light bulb went off. But it, it was funny because we're talking about this. All of you guys had little babies. You know, you had pregnant wives and you had babies and you, you went through all this preparation and you brought them home and you went. And, and for me, it was like, oh, shit, I'm a dad. What, what the fuck? Yesterday <laughs> like, you weren't. Today you are. What the fuck? I mean, it, it wasn't that instantaneous, but it, but it kind no, of was. But you're right. And this was one of those things where, like, it was a problem that we knew we had. It was a problem that when we solved it and it worked, it went off. It was the first time as a father where I went, okay, I think I can do this. I think I have the skill sets to, to raise a, a, another human being. That was the first time that, that, that light bulb went off for me. It, and, you, you know, I, I know, Thor, you still got to answer that question, but uh, – something else you just made me think of Haas was we've, I'm sure we've all observed it, but one of the things, you know, Mrs. Grinch instilled in me pretty early on in the um, parenting process was never threaten something you're not willing to do because the first time you don't, you'll never get that credibility back. Oh, Meaning scale, like scale realistically to what you're, going to threaten as a consequence in the case of in this case it was the toys like but it but the first time if you hadn't actually done anything that's it you've lost no no effect achieved right you're right and 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 it's funny you bring that up because you know if if we had mrs mack on here she would be fucking falling out because i am the world's worst at you were grounded <laughs> for three forever. months. Forever. Right. No, 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 no. I, I know not forever because at 18, she's out the door. Right, but three <laughs> days later, you're like, I got to get this kid the fuck out yeah, of the house. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I am the world's worst at that. And, um, and I will it, say there's personal, a difference in exaggeration of consequence versus not following like through. Like that parent that's like, oh, no, no. She was never graduated well, for three months or never, uh, you know, grounded <laughs> for three months. Uh, I know. Damn. I was like, "Shit!" I froze up right there, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but it's more like the that. It, it, yeah, there's exaggeration, yeah. and then there's the we're gonna if you don't stop doing blah blah blah, you know, and you're like in the periphery going, "There's no way in the hell you're actually gonna do that," and the kid right. knows you're not gonna do that. Well, and the worst it's, thing uh, is, as I know, as I'm saying it, that I'm not gonna do it. But, but I'm saying it anyway, right? <laughs> so, so that's the problem. It was certainly one of the problems I have. You know, I mean, no, nobody's a perfect parent. You know, admitting that you're not is probably the first step, right? Right. Um, that that is definitely one of my flaws. That, well, that Thor, anybody at this house would 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 come up, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And not at that house. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, Haas. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say. Well, what about you? You, oh. you haven't answered the question. Yeah, I have not. Um, my biggest challenge, aside from having kids young and trying to navigate that when you're really in a child yourself mentally. Uh, probably my biggest challenge was in going through divorce because it is it is kind of the one outlier thing that I've done that you guys thankfully have not had to endure is going through a divorce and dealing with kids from a divorced family. Now, you know, Grinch, I know you you come from a divorced family in terms of your mom and, and your dad and stuff like that. But, you know, going through that and and 
you know, when you tell your kids, it's like, Hey, mom and I just aren't working out, you know, and just seeing the kind of the, the look on their face and knowing that there's nothing you can do about it, you know, was a huge challenge and not thinking in terms of, I'm going to be a single parent and how, how am I going to kind of navigate those waters? Because yes, I really have to play dad, mom, you know, caregiver, nanny, chef, I'm doing it on my own. And so that was probably my biggest challenge was after we separated and got divorced was just handling my kids on a level individually, not having a partnership that, you know, you can kind of overcome and conquer together. You're doing it by yourself and, you know, you wake up and you are doing everything from the time you get up. Probably uh, again, Grinch, like your wife has done in terms of like when you go overseas, you know, she is doing everything. I mean, I didn't, I I had an inkling of what that was like during my marriage because there were days where you're doing everything, but now it's truly like, there's nobody, there's no one to turn to. You are literally doing it by yourself. And so you're playing disciplinarian and stuff like that. I mean, I, I disciplined my kids when I was married, but you know, now it's like, I'm the guy that's going to discipline them and console them, you know, and parent them and dress them, take them shopping and, and having a girls and being a dad, like, you know, you go to a restaurant with your wife and the kids got to go to the bathroom. You're like, Oh, go with mom. Now you're a dad with two girls going, Oh, we're in a restaurant. Um, okay. Now what? Right. Cause you can't, you can't just go into the, the women's bathroom with your daughters, you know? So it was the challenge of how to handle being a single parent and, and deal with all of those factors. Now, you know, obviously, as we said, with having kids when you're young, you just rise to the occasion, you figure it out because you know you've got two kids that you have to take care of. And regardless of how tough it is, you just find a way to deal with it. And and I didn't have a fall. I won't say I didn't have a support system, but I'm like, I couldn't call my mom and be like, you know, oh, you when you and dad got divorced, what was it like raising kids? Like my parents were not divorced. So I didn't have anybody that I could really look at and go, well, how did you do it? So it was, you just got to figure it out, you know, and it doesn't matter at that point, there is no other option. And so that, that was probably my greatest challenge in terms of my kids was like, how do I not fuck them up greater? When you feel like, you know, you lost your marriage and, and things are never going to be the same. It's like, how do I not now fuck my kids up even, even worse by being a single parent? And I think for the most part, I've done okay. I don't know how my kids would have done. Well, and and as the... As as someone who grew up with divorce and was it was largely an only child because um, you know my next sister didn't come along until I was about twelve. Um, you know the other the other aspect of all that, and and I heard it um, growing up is if you're like let's say you don't have custody of the children and you're with them for tighter windows of time, you don't want that that time to be of conflict or discipline. Which you're, mine you're good, generally you're, was. you know, your good times, whatever, or in your case, if you're trying to correct course, correct in the limited time you have, it, it makes sucks. it 10 times harder. Right. It sucks being that parent. It's, it's like lose, lose because right. you're, you're like, I want to sit here and just go have fun and eat ice cream all day. Cause that's what it's like every time we're together. But you know, but the mature part of you is like, no, 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 no. We, we've got to make better use of this time. Even if it's going like, it'll have negative consequences for me right. because they're, they're not of the age to start to connect with the why behind that right. and appreciate it right now. They're just angry. <laughs> right. And I think that was part of my frustration was when that happened, it was like when they came to me, it was 
you know, the long weekends and the week at spring break and over the summertime, it was literally, I was trying to help course correct other issues. And so it's like, I did want to be the fun dad. It's like, yeah, I'd love to go out and just do stuff and, and fuck off and have fun. But I didn't get that benefit. I mean, I used to, I'd say joke, but I used to joke, like we get to Christmas, I had to buy the clothes, the underwear, like I had to buy all the necessities because the other was buying all the toys and the games and the fun. And I'm like, I got tired of that. I hate it. You know, every time my kids would open a present, it's like, oh, socks, great. Like we go to dad's and this is what we get. But that's the shit they needed, you know? And then they go to mom's and she's buying all the cool games and taking them on trips. And I couldn't do that. And so it was just, you know, if there was an issue with school, they came to me. I'm like, okay, you're going to sit down. You're going to do your fucking homework all weekend. Well, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go out and have fun with them. But it's like, no, I want you to have good grades. And so you don't struggle. So you're going to do your fucking homework. And I, you know, and, and so it's like, that was a frustrating aspect of being a single parent in that situation, not having custody, because I knew when they came to me, it wasn't going to be all, you know, rainbows and unicorns and fun. You know, we would, you know, it's like you go out to eat or you go to the park, but for the most part, it was just trying to be that, that's, you know, create a solid foundation and be a positive role in their life and not necessarily always fun. And that was frustrating. I have a go question. Ahead, and, and this this may or may not make it into the the, the podcast. It um, always does. You know, I think at this point, you know, most everybody knows, you know, Grinch's military history to some extent. Um, the, the the question I have, Grinch, is how? And you may not really know the answer to this. How do you think that has impacted your daughters? You know, being gone for periods of time. I, I know you touched on it earlier for me you know, a global kind of scale in the military with, you know, coming back and trying to reacclimate. But, but, you know, maybe, you know, just from their perspective, you know, has that been any sort of an issue do you feel, or do you think they, they acclimated pretty well to it? Um, I, I do think, uh, and this is an absolute testament uh, to the missus. Um, so I'm hoping she'll listen to this one. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, teed that, I, I teed that up for you to, yeah, no, to give her you. props Plus there. Set. Wow, I'm ready to spike this bitch. Um, he might let you walk the yeah, dog on an I, off day. I, you never know. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'll, I'll answer it a little more broadly um, in that I also observed a lot. Like I had soldiers, um, you know, like we'd set up VTCs you know, like once a month. Um, and I can remember I had a, 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 a senior NCO that worked for me. And, you know, you don't really listen. It's more you're monitoring just to know kind of who's, who's going in next. And, and you're in buildings like, Sometimes the sound is what it is made out of fucking plywood. Right. And I can remember we had one guy, we actually ended up sending him home early because it was like a train wreck. Every time they got on the VTC, it was just, just, you know, round after round of, why are you doing this? Your mother's trying to, right. Um, so I've, I've observed a lot of like really bad things that were happening from that separation. In this case, the soldier, we just made the call. We're like, policy doesn't typically account for just outright problems at home. You have to meet certain criteria that are like death in the family, whatever. Um, but we sent, we ended up sending him home early. Um, for us, um, I, I th we're fortunate in that I think from end to end of the house, we didn't, we didn't make it such a tragic deal of like being gone or back or whatever. You know, I mentioned that baseline before of like that heartbeat of right. the home. Um, none of us liked being apart. Um, but we didn't really fixate on the aspects of what wasn't there, you know, and, and, you know, look, I just, I don't want to, it's not a sob story, but like, you know, I can remember 
remember doing like a Google Hangout uh, with my oldest for her birthday, you know, and doing Christmas over a computer, you know, like that shit sucks. Because that's something else that, that, that none of the rest of us have, have had to deal with. So it, I was interested it, it does. Hear, it but. sucks. And it's one of those, like there were days it bothered me. It got to me. Um, in fact, like long deployments started bothering me more and more, like the more I did, because I was thinking of all those milestones, but I guess fortunately um, by their ages, the long ones started stopping as they were kind of cresting into the teenage years. And then, you know, the last five years, it was just a lot of rapid fire, you know, they'd be like, Oh, you're leaving on another trip. You know? Yeah. I'll be back, you know, in 10 days, you know, or I'll be back in five days. It was a lot of just, where are you going? You know, yeah, I'll tell you about it when I get home or, you know, just touch on it kind of thing. So I I think we had normalized, thankfully. uh, And, in, in like anything, like we talked about, like at the end of the day, you build the skill set of, of like kind of integrating back in and getting the pulse, you know, like just making sure everything's still good. Um, and I, I think we did a good job of it. But um, one of their biggest reasons I'll say that, and this is a point that I was going to bring up about parenting writ large is to me, my personal take is that one of the biggest traits of being a parent is selflessness. Um, because as the parent and Mrs. Grinch has this like in spades, well beyond me, like I was, I was raised as only kid. I was, I was a brat. I was, I know I was for a long time, had to learn a lot of shit on my own of like, man, I was a fucking brat kid. I would have slapped the shit out of myself back then. But you know, her whole day was those kids. It wasn't, I'm just trying to get back to my show. Like here, you know, here's something, go do it you know, and you're shooting away. I mean, she was engaged with them from like sun up to sundown. And we did have the fortune if she wasn't working for a lot of all that time I was deploying, um, was not working, which made, was a huge factor oh, easy, in it all. Easy there. Huge factor. And a mom's a full-time job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, you know to, what to I mean? I'm, I'm trying to keep, I'm he, trying to he, keep her, her, up her attentions weren't diverted. <laughs> right. I, know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And I'm not saying you yeah. can't. That's good you can't be a good parent. Otherwise that's not what I mean at all. It's just, no, 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 no. just fortunate was, that way. She, like, I mean, she would, she'd sit with them all day, you know, or if they went yeah. to take a nap, you know, hey. she'd take a nap. It like, she managed her day knowing their schedule. And that was what was first that compensated. Um, I guess coming all the way around to the end of this, that compensated for a lot of me being in and out of the picture and then right. set the stage for where we are now. So, I mean, Anything that has to do with success for the girls, it's it's her. I'm just the, the, the concern for <laughs> you should be. Yeah, the concern for you should be. You know they're going to be just fine if you're not around. So be yeah. careful. Yeah. You get divorced, I, like they're going to be like, just fine. Yeah, like Nate Bergazzi said. You know, if my wife gets sick, I'm dying so much faster than her. You know. I wake up every morning. My wife laid all my vitamins out they're, for they're me. Know, yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, with that being said, I, I have definitely enjoyed this. Like I said, it was kind of an emotional week for me in terms of my oldest daughter coming down, visiting, going through some some issues that we were trying to work out. And so I definitely thought this topic was relevant and wanted to hear what you guys had to say in terms of, like I said at the beginning, the trials, the tribulations, the challenges. We all have different backgrounds. We all have, you know, our approach to parenting and and different speed bumps that we've had to overcome in, in the uh 
almost 20 years or 20 plus years in terms of the kids and, and dealing with them. And so I, I absolutely thought this was something that I thought I could benefit from talking to you guys about hearing what you had to say, hearing the things that you've had to kind of deal with and endure and what your spouses have had to deal with and endure. And so I do appreciate you guys, you know, affording me the opportunity to bring this topic to the table. Thank you very much. No, I think this was a, was a good topic to talk about. I, you know, you mentioned, you know, I always seem to learn something new. You know, we've known each other for 30 years and, and sometimes I feel like I'm still learning new things here and there about everybody. So, you know, this, this was one of those topics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was, I was very curious to see what, what people were going to say. I mean, I, I picture you like Sergeant Apone from aliens. Like you walk in first thing in the morning, cigar in your mouth. You're like, right. all right, get out of bed. Let's move it. Assholes you know, like, and elbows. That's right. That's you. Um, but yeah, thank you, gentlemen. I, I, I did appreciate this. This was a good one. Um, and, you know, as always, I have nothing but respect for you guys as friends, absolutely as parents, because we, we have all had to navigate those waters over the last almost 20 years. So, uh, and with that, we will end it there, you know, and we will, we will see everybody else next week. You know, and so again, I appreciate it. Love you guys as always. Thank you.